Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello again. Welcome to our recap of SEC basketball from Thursday. Had three games in the SEC. Two of them were pretty interesting in very different ways. Uh, we will recap all those. A reminder, our show presented by Bet Online, the last of the major pro sports leagues, is off and rolling. College basketball ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V in caps, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Well, the game started yesterday with LSU and Dayton and Charleston. And my goodness, could, could you lose a game in more heartbreaking fashion than LSU lost yesterday? I was just make sure my mic's on. I uh, forgot how to do this. Um, it's been a it's been one I've been on this week. Um, yes, but yeah, I, I mean, you can you could lose games in more heartbreaking fashion than that because we've seen other teams that I won't name do that. But um, we might no, be naming one soon. <laughs> well, it's it's brutal because I mean, look, this was a team that just desperately needed a pick me up after the the Nichols game. And now to come back, you know, a week later, basically, and this be the result after you're, you know, up 15 with nine minutes left and everything's in your favor. And it just looks like, you know, Dayton has no chance. And then it just completely flips. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I think this was one, again, you think about the reaction to the loss to Nichols at home, neutral court game here, you play well enough to be in that spot. 30 minutes into the game and then basically the final 10 minutes it's just you know everything goes the opposite way and now you're sitting here one and two on the season and so yeah i mean it's it's a bad start uh i think all things considered and just this game alone i don't know i mean i i know we can play the what if game with lots of teams and everything but i do still go back to where it's like what lsu scored from the 907 mark to the 342 mark, they scored two points. So that is basically what five and a half minutes. Um, they scored two points. But if you just had a Jalen Cook, someone like that, um, oh man, it would just be yeah. a difference when they hit these stretches like that. Because otherwise, you know, this is a team I think that's still figuring out in terms of like their offensive identity. I don't think that you know, no, no probably to it. They are. Um, and yeah, so it's just kind of one of those things where it's a brutal loss, um, not in the same way the Nichols loss was, but this one's just sort of maybe even more deflating in a sense, just based on what they really needed to do here. Their offensive possessions were just so, 
I don't know, dis, disjointed down the stretch. I mean, you mentioned needing a, a cook. I hate to point fingers here, but one of the guys they needed to step up and, and be a dude for them is Jordan Wright. He's now 423 from the floor his last couple games. Now, I don't think Jordan Wright is a – well, I mean, he, he did it at Vanderbilt a couple times, was a go-to guy, but that's generally not who he is. And, and I think it's – I mean, Will Baker has carried them at times. We saw that in the opener. But I don't know. There's just something missing, and I think you, you probably just nailed it a couple of minutes ago. Well, that's the problem is like we did see Baker score 29 in the opener. He also scored two against Nichols and, you know, had some turnovers. Right. And so I, it's not we're not just talking Baker here, but like it is the right. I thought would be the guy that had to take over for them, given the makeup of this roster. And I think that's going to have to be the way it is most of the season. Like, yeah, you saw what Jalen Reed had 16. Um, Ward had 12 off the bench, all that. But. If they're going to win games in the SEC, it's gonna it's gonna go through Jordan Wright, um, yeah. because he he's the most experienced player of the bunch, especially when it comes to the SEC, and we've seen him do it before. And so, yes, if he has a game like that, like you said, where he's struggling to score and make shots consistently, they're going to be in these kind of games like this, where it is two possessions here can decide whether they win or lose, and. Yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, one and two start. They play North Texas today, Friday. Um, that ain't going to be easy. <laughs> so not not ideal for the Tigers here because um, it felt like this was the one they were going to get, and they just didn't. So. And then there were the other Tigers. How, how many other? This was a Tiger slate. We had two it's other Tigers. Had a the SEC late, Tiger Special on Thursday. So I don't know which one you're well, going what can to we, now. What can we so. say about your? Oh, that's right. I mean, <laughs> let's let's be more clear. Uh, and then there was there was your client Dennis Gates. Oh well, I know you're talking who, about who now. did the reverse LSU Tiger. Well, listen, um, you know, t-shirts, whatever you want to make, the Dennis effect. Believe in? I, I don't know. Um, you couldn't wait to do this today, could you? Can, can we get our friends at Believe to maybe do a Believe in Dennis? Uh, there's some merchandise they could sell like crazy. Yeah, I mean, this was a wild game because this is just kind of the the thing you expect. I feel like from Missouri basketball the past year and you know what three games, four games now, you're just going to have some of these games where it is you just don't know what's going to happen. Like really, I think that's the best way to describe it where every game is just can be wacky. You know, you get the last second finishes like you got last year. Now you get one like this where you're down 20 with 11 minutes to go. You're down what 14 with seven minutes, something like that. And then you win the game. And I mean, this was one, we talk about how deflating that was for LSU. I think this was huge for Missouri in terms of, this is a team that I, I've said it, right? I, we can have our fun and all that, but this is a team that's further behind than the one last year. I mean, they're yeah. not, they're still figuring things out. Like it's very clear at this point. And so to, to get a win like this, I mean, it's, it's just significant for their confidence because again, these were the kind of wins that you were accustomed to seeing last year where, you know, whether it's the Tennessee game in Knoxville there are going to be some that I forget um, just because of how many games have been played since then. But, you know, all those kind of games, right? They won that overtime game against Mississippi State. Just, yeah, I mean, I mean, all those. And 
so I think it's like one of those things where just the, the win, it wasn't the prettiest at times, but just to get that win on the road, true road game at Minnesota. I know Minnesota's a team, you know, pick lower in the Big Ten. I get it. But again, Minnesota was in control and Missouri, they Nick honored them. I mean, that's really all it comes down to. Like, there are so many guys in Missouri you can use as a verb. You know, they got Kobe Brown last year. They got Demoy Hodged, and now they got Nick Honored. Um, you know, the opponents. That's just what happens sometimes. And so, Honor makes. Let me pull it up here. I, ha- I had it, but I was going back and forth. So it's fifty nine thirty nine with eleven twenty five to go. Nick Honor makes a three. Eleven oh nine, fifty nine forty two. Nick Honor scores again. Fifty nine forty four with ten thirty nine to go. Nick Honor makes another three, 59-47. So the man goes on an 8-0 run by himself in a span of, what, one minute and 24 seconds. I mean, Reggie Miller-esque, if you ask me. Um, You know, and so, but look, I mean, that's what we said, right? When he came back, it's just, you can't replace a guy like that in terms of the, the experience and just the value of having your leader on the court at the point guard position. And we said, how many times last year he just made so many clutch shots, made so many clutch plays, and like that was what kickstarted this whole thing. Um, sure, after that eight zero run he made by himself, you know Minnesota gets it back up to fourteen with seven and a half to go. But from there, you know Missouri was aggressive. You know they they started to get easier baskets. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean made some free throws too. You know those are important down the stretch, and so. Sean East makes a play with nine seconds left. Um, the end one. And so what a win for the for the Tigers. Um, because yeah, this was one that looked like it was about to slip away. And I think, you know, they lose this game. Boy, that confidence is really lacking uh moving forward. But to to get a win like that, Nick Honor kind of put him on his back to to start the thing. Yeah, huge. This is one of the strangest distributions of minutes I've ever seen. They go East with 33, Carter with 31, Honor with 30, and then a drop-off to Aiden Shaw at 18, and then Tamar Bates at 15, who I thought would be playing a little bit more. Vanover made his debut, got seven minutes, didn't really do much. But was this just, uh, hey, you guys all stink, so I'm going to keep rotating parts till we find something that works here situation? No, I mean, we know he he's going to play – Listen, I think if Dennis Gates could play 18 guys, he would. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just that's what he likes. Like he likes to play right. a lot of a lot of guys. Um now look, Caleb when you Grill play fast, that happens. Yeah. Caleb Grill probably plays some more minutes if he doesn't get ejected. Um, so you know, that's one of those things too that I don't know. It's but but again, I'm not shocked by this. We I feel like we said this last year, where every guy that's on the bench is gonna have a chance to play at times. Um, may not come SEC play, but when you're playing that many guys, some minutes, even if it's three, um, you know, that's just the way the way they work. Um, they did it last year at times and doing it again. But um, yeah, this was I don't know, man. Again, I, I'm not saying Minnesota's a team that, you know, is gonna wind up finishing the top half of the Big Ten or anything like that, because they're not. Might be the worst team in the Big Ten. But I think it's just how you won and the confidence that was needed. You know, after really your your next biggest game to this point was the Memphis game, and you just completely, you know, came out just couldn't put anything together in this in the last half, right? Where it's there's a complete change where they were up whatever against Memphis. Memphis kind of does the same thing to them, um, but this one, yeah, was was significant for 
Missouri, I think. They're still figuring things out. Nice to be sitting at three and one when you're in that spot. Still trying to figure out exactly who's going to be doing what for you, but you will take this without question. All right, the last of the Tigers. Uh, Auburn hammers Notre Dame 83-59 to in the Vivid Seats Legends Classic. Aiden Holloway goes for 15 points, five assists. Janai Broom gives Auburn 15 points, six rebounds, four assists. I thought Auburn would win this decisively, uh, maybe not by that many, but good good sign for the Tigers here. Yeah, you know, as a a non-betting man, um, I thought Auburn minus 14 and a half or whatever it was was about as easy of money as you could find. Um, Notre Dame's just not – they're not very good. Um, you know, Michael Shrewsbury takes over. He knew, we, he knew this was going to be a rebuilding year. Like, this is – a team that's got its work cut out for it. You know, they're playing what they're starting a couple freshmen. They're, you know, playing underclassmen. They're, you know, they've got, I think, what is it? Four freshmen are pretty much in the rotation, in the eight man rotation. I think four of them are freshmen. Um, they got a couple sophomores in there. So it's just a team that lacks a lot of experience and it is full rebuild mode in year one for them. Um, you know, they just lost to Western Carolina. Which I don't know. I don't think Western Carolina is a bad team because they just went to Middle Tennessee and won earlier in the week, I think. Um, but yeah, I just thought Auburn was going to be way too much for Notre Dame. And, and that's what happened here. I mean, this was one that I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is, I don't really know. I have a lot to say because I'm like, Auburn did exactly what you wanted them to do here. Now, I think the, the biggest thing, probably, if you're an Auburn fan, is they only gave up 59 points, right? And like their defense and all that's been bad, especially in the second half. So to only give up that many points and 26 of them came in the second half. So, you know, hey, I think you'll take that. Uh, so maybe that was the biggest development for Auburn. But otherwise, look, they, they've got depth. Uh, we said that going into the season. They've got multiple guys that if they're hitting shots, which they go 9 of 20 from three here. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way Auburn – you know, wins games. Bruce Pearl probably completely happy. They had 13 turnovers, but um, still. And they did give up 14 offensive rebounds. That's probably something else that my guess is he's not thrilled about. But um, nonetheless, yeah, I, I think these are the kind of games that the names are what they are. And you're like, okay, expect this to be close. But if you just look at the matchup on paper, this shouldn't have been close. And Auburn didn't, never let it get there. So that's what you want to see from a, a good team, I think. Max and I previewed Friday night. Uh, a couple games of interest. I'm interested to see if Georgia can hang with Miami. Ranked team there. Yeah, We've seen mixed things from Georgia against good opponents. Uh, you got Florida State and Florida. I guess that, that one could be interesting. Always should be. I, I don't know how intriguing the rest of the games are, though, although it's how Vanderbilt and Ole Miss play at this point. They're, they're intriguing no matter what, uh, no matter who. Uh, what What's – what have you got your eye on Friday night? Well, I'd like to see Auburn do. I don't think it's going to be that one-sided, but i like to see them come out with the same sort of, you know, focus against St. Bonaventure. Um, you know, that's a team that just beat Oklahoma State in, in a game there. And where, where are they at? They're in Charleston? No, they're in Brooklyn. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, you know, hey, I mean, that was a that was a good win for St. Bonaventure to beat Oklahoma State like that. And because remember, it's a St. Bonaventure team that, Last week, lost to Canisius at home. So, yeah, I'd like to see Auburn kind of do the same thing, uh, come out and and get another, you know, good win. But, again, they got to keep improving on the defense and the 
the rebounding. Uh, curious about Miami and Georgia. I think, boy, man, Miami starting five is just a load to handle. Um, I don't know depth wise, but like starting five, I take that starting five against most people in the country. Uh, so it's going to be a challenge for Georgia if they don't. They got to be aggressive. They got to try to get somebody in foul trouble because, again, I just really like that starting five for Miami. Um, Florida, Florida State's always interesting. Uh, I think Florida's the better team, but you know what you get with the Leonard Hamilton team. Did you know I think it's like four of the last five years? Let me make sure I got this right. Um, four of the last five seasons, I think, Florida State per Ken Palm has been the tallest team in the country. Um, wow. We just know how that – I mean, he, he always has – recruited just guys with size, whether it guards have size, big guy, you know, it's just, yeah. So actually I think they're maybe down to the second this year in, in height, but remember this is a Florida team that's bigger. They're bigger overall in terms of like they got hand logged and they got Samuel. So you got six ten and whatever, seven, yeah. seven foot. So I think, I think Florida's equipped to, to take care of business here. They get Zion pulling back. That's significant. You know, Arkansas, you know, some Arkansas fans weren't thrilled with the old Dominion performance, but I don't think that's a bad team, and I don't think Greensboro is a bad team. So, you know, Muss is going to want to see some improvement in a couple key areas uh, in that game for sure. Alabama, are they going to put up 100 again? We'll see. Um, they play Mercer, and uh, they put up 100 again. We're just going to – the streak watch is on. Like, are they just going to score 100 in every game this season? We'll find out. And, hey, South Carolina DePaul, if the Gamecocks – can win this game. Gamecocks looked good. Did you know that if I think if South Carolina wins this game, of course I'm going to get this stat wrong, but I'm trying to pull it out of my head here. Um, some people may think I'm trying to pull it out of somewhere else, but I think it'll be the first time since 2016-17. Yeah, actually, I, I know that's the case. That South Carolina will have started 4-0 in a season. So, yeah. I mean, this is, this is significant because think about this. If South Carolina beats DePaul... They got Notre Dame up next, which we just saw. I think South Carolina is better than Notre Dame. They got George Washington after that, two home games. They go to Clemson after that. Like, don't look now, but South Carolina could get off to a great start here if they can win this game because then they've got two very winnable home games after that. So the Gamecocks trending up. I apologize to all South Carolina fans. We have undervalued your team through three games, but stock rising. Very, very quickly if they can beat this DePaul team. So, yeah, we, I don't remember if I ever pointed this out before the season. I did my research. I don't know if I ever had an opportunity to present this. And let me, let me pull this up while we're doing it because I'll, I'll give you the exact number experience, experience, a, a lot of it. By my calculation, um, here we go. Oop, wrong page. I promise you we're getting there. This will be so worth it when we do. Presented by Bet Online. Presented by Bet Online. Um, Chris is stalling. Presented by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Okay, here we go. South Carolina's players last year played 8,531 minutes. 
at various Division One schools, and I think they were neck and neck with Arkansas, which would have had more minutes than anybody, except that uh, Keon Minifield is not eligible, the Washington transfer. So take his 916 minutes out of it. Arkansas sits at 7,987. These are unofficial, but I did did put some time into this, and I don't think I missed anybody. So, look, now the question I had is I, I don't know how good these guys are. Um, you know, some of these are not coming from powerhouse teams. You got Coastal Carolina, the Citadel, and, and a, a very mediocre Minnesota team in addition to Wofford and, and Miles Studi from Vandy is where these kids came from. But, um, you know, sometimes experience matters. Sometimes just being on the floor and, and getting that experience pays off. And I, I'm starting to think that I, I kind of felt preseason, Blake, and we all had our differences of opinion. With Ole Miss, I had some questions about them anyway, and, and now without a, a couple transfers that they were – we're counting on you look at the results. I think we have some valid questions about Ole Miss. We've got questions about Vanderbilt, certainly, until Tyron Lawrence comes back. And certainly we've got questions about LSU after losing to Nichols and, and falling in the last few seconds to Dayton. I feel like South Carolina at this point has kind of elevated itself above that bottom tier of teams. We'll see if that holds, but it's something I think we're watching. Yeah, I mean, it's early, but – Listen, I think those four guys of Michi Johnson, B.J. Mack, Talon Cooper, Miles Studi, and Jacoby Wright's doing good things off the bench. But I think those four guys in the starting lineup can take this team to a competitive level in the SEC night in and night out. Because um, the chemistry there, that's, that's what's always interesting. Transfer portal era, never know. But when you watch these guys play these first three games, chemistry's there. Like, they're on the same page. Um and so, yeah, I mean, I think right now I they wouldn't be in the Wednesday night play-in game if you you, you played it right now. They, right. They'd be outside of the bottom four, in my opinion. Now, they may be 10th, but they'd still be outside the bottom four. And so I think they've, they've shown more than the other four teams. Now, if they come out and lose to DePaul tonight, then we got to reset our expectations. But I think they should beat DePaul. I think they're a better team. Um, yeah. And so Lamont Paris tried to tell us. but He again, did. We were. I was in the room. Game. Key game, because you win this one, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but I look at the rest of that non-conference schedule. Ooh, they could get out of there with a loss, maybe at most, uh, depending on how things unfold. But as we know, college basketball, not that easy sometimes. And especially a team that's still trying to take that big step. It's looked good so far, but you got to put it together consistently to get there. All right, our early season concern list. A week and a half in. Well, um, I, w- I want to hear yours. I got mine in mind. I, th- I think they're going to be a lot alike, but I don't want to answer your answer. Before we wrapped up, I was just going to say, watch out for this Ole Miss-Sam Houston game. Because just like I said, Ole Miss and Eastern Washington, I said this team could beat them. Um, now they didn't, but uh, eh, Sam Houston not bad. Um, I mean, Ole Miss, I, I think, is one just because – and I don't know that's that's a fault of Ole Miss. It's just – just they didn't have two guys we thought that they get, they could have. And it's just different without Brandon Murray specifically, I think. Not taking anything away from CSA, but Murray just without a scoring punch that this team desperately needs. Um, other concerns, I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, Auburn's defense is not great, but 
hey, we could say the same thing at times for Alabama, you know, Arkansas. Um, yeah, I mean, these are teams that are still figuring some things out, right? And so uh, whether it's defense, whether it's rebounding, I feel like we always say that sometimes. Um, with some of these teams early on in the season, they really just lean on scoring. Defense can take a little while to come along, but I'm, I'm not saying that I'm just completely concerned about any of these teams, but so maybe it shouldn't be on the concern list. I'm just pointing out things that I see. Um, I mean, aside from that, I don't, I wouldn't say I had a lot of huge concerns just because I think to this point, the season's mostly gone the way I would have expected through three or four games. Now, Vanderbilt, you know, a disappointing loss to start the season, LSU, as you said. Um, but yeah, I mean, beyond that, I don't know if there's any huge concerns I have just outside of the the usual defensive lulls we see from teams at times early in the season. Two teams that, that can't afford to lose today, I think, are LSU and Vandy. Yeah. Well, if Vandy loses to Central Arkansas, boy, they got – Presbyterian was – Van, Vandy's not going to have Tyron Lawrence and Van Allen Lubin tonight. Central Arkansas was without its leading scorer, too, whose, whose name escapes me. Not like it's a show changer here, but just just point that out for for those of you who like your deep dive into. Listen, this is the Scotty Pippen Bowl. This this is the Scotty Pippen Bowl. Very like think about the the what's at stake here. You got Scotty. It's so wild to walk into that gym and you, you'd walk on the baseline and you look up and and there's Scotty Pippen. There's Scotty. Well, yeah, I mean, you got Scotty Pippen Sr. representing Central Arkansas. You got Scotty Pippen Jr. representing Vanderbilt. So it's a huge game. Family ties here. So that's about all I got for that one. <laughs> that's, so, that's more than a lot of people would have. Vandy should not lose. That's my my analysis on this game. LSU, if Vandy yeah. loses tonight, then it's it's going to get ugly. And I don't think Listen. it will, but. Presbyterian's four and zero. Don't look now. But is that the is that the Southern Miss of this year? Hey, what maybe it is? We don't know. Could be. It was early, but they beat the Citadel. They beat North Florida. So, well, I mean, look, I think this is going to be a very different team when when Lawrence gets back. Um, Mandion is carrying them right now. I mean, he's been really good. No, nobody else <laughs> yeah. has, other than the the Comateros kid from South Dakota. But, yep. Anyway. All right. Mississippi State plays Washington State on Saturday. That's another interesting game. And uh, Jackson State, Missouri on Sunday. And then, that boy, next game week. That's played. Yeah. Next week, um, we got we got games. I think. Big games next week. Tennessee, Syracuse kicking it off on Monday. Get the Vols back on the floor. My goodness, they look good. They Get are the balls fun. Back out oh, my goodness. Is, is this the most fun Tennessee team we've ever seen? I feel like you know I, that, 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 I feel I feel a little dumber for having said that mid-November, but I feel like we had an idea what the pieces were coming in. <laughs> now we get a pretty good idea what the pieces look like that they added. And uh, wow, you know what's going to happen here? South Carolina's going to lose to DePaul. Tennessee's going to lose to Syracuse, and all of a sudden we spent ten minutes talking about all this stuff. And um, <laughs> that's the pessimist in me. But no, yeah, Tennessee's. Big Do you have another side? <laughs> I. I don't know. This is it's a big stretch for Tennessee. Remember, they got that game against North Carolina, um, not next week, but then the following week on the road. So yep. So there you go. Um, we'll see what happens. Hit that subscribe button. I like this. This is fun.
I mean, we do we do a lot of things, but we're really in our element when we're doing hoops because that's how we got our start here. Yep. Arkansas fans are gassed up. Yeah. Maybe I should say the must bus is gassed up. I don't want to say if Arkansas fans are gassed up. That maybe Arkansas, you didn't get your mention today, but it's coming. Well, I mentioned their defense, but you did. Um, they're rebounding. I don't think it's the deep. What was it? Musk was upset about what was it? Oh, he was upset about a lot of things. Yeah, but I think it's specifically um maybe it's the rebounding. I don't remember what he said, but anyways. he I, I like the fact that he gave triple F's for some things and, and then he didn't give grades for other things. So I guess there, there's a grade out there worse than triple F, but Musk has not yet identified that. Yeah. Well, more more talk on the Musk bus coming soon. Yeah, lot lots of hoops talk. Got football talk coming this weekend. Um, yeah, I hope you're here for it. God bless you guys. Have a great day. You've been watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.